This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. And welcome to Land Parties, episode 36 from the Review Journal, brought to you by Bet Online. I am your host, Ryan Smith, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Lucas Egan. Lucas, how are you doing, my friend? I am doing well. We finally know the PS5 price and release date, so that's exciting. We got all the information, pretty much, of all the next-gen systems, and I am just pumped to get into this interview, but Ryan, how are you? I'm I'm doing well and and you're right. You're right. We 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 don't need to waste any time. Obviously, you can see over here that we've got our friend Jeff Shine. Uh most recently played Steve Rogers slash Captain America. Uh has been a part of the Resident Evil series. Uh I mean countless things. Jeff, how are you doing, my friend? Your enthusiasm is amazing, man. I'm doing great. <laughs> I mean, I'm supposed to be doing, here to talk about video games. <laughs> if, I'm doing, if I'm doing half as good as you, I'm doing all right. Heck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, good to, good to have you. We're not going to waste any time. Uh, we'll talk topics afterward. We want to get right into it. I'm gonna let Lucas uh, go ahead and kick it off, my friend. Well, let me start with the Avengers, since you know everybody's loving it. Huge launch. Ryan and I are having a blast with it. Oh, Take me through the audition process. What script? did you get like what i know that marvel likes to keep things a secret so what was it like to audition for captain america yeah uh so good for me um i didn't know it was captain america um i can't remember what the character's name was on the page but it definitely wasn't steve um but so well, let me start you from the beginning so i uh my agents get the call um i get the script i do a self-tape at home uh Next, we end up doing a callback with casting. We do, I think, a second callback with casting. We end up, and then I end up with a, a, a work session with Sean, the director. And I think it was a couple weeks after that, uh, I get the call from my agent, and uh, she gets on the phone and she goes, uh, "Hey, listen, I'm not sure yet, but you're available. You're going to be available for this." And I was like, "Okay." Uh, and, and she doesn't, and she doesn't really ever say that to me, right? And but I could just hear the tone, and she was excited, and I was like, "Cool, cool. Just uh, you know, let me know." And I was in the car uh, with my wife at the time. Um, but I'll rewind you real quick. When I first got the sides, uh, the scene, the audition scene was was a version of and pretty similar to what ended up in the game of uh, Steve uh, and Kamala um, on A-Day. Uh, so that was the audition scene. And I remember, you know, getting dressed and, and uh, you know, getting ready to put it on tape. And, and my wife, who's, you know, not really a comic book fan, um, was just like, you know, you remind me of this. Of, of this guy who's, you know, he's in the comics and he's, and I didn't know who she was talking about. Turns out, you know, she was talking about cap. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so she kind of called it early on, but I, I didn't believe her. I was like, I don't think that's really going to happen, honey, but, but, but okay. Um, and then, uh, and then about 30 minutes after that initial phone call from my agent, uh, that day, uh, she called me back and, and she was like, you're going to be cap in the new game. And, uh, I mean, I guess the rest is about to be history. <laughs> you know, it that, that's funny that your wife could sense that character in you early on like that. That's hilarious to me. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting because so many of these characters have been introduced to so many people, especially through the MCU. But in, in that hierarchy, I think Captain America and Tony Stark uh, especially hold a special place in a lot of people's hearts just because of the central roles they played in that. So how much of that iteration do you take under consideration when you approach cap creatively for this game? I'm i I'm a big fan of the MCU. Um, I'm a big fan of what, you know, what Chris Evans did with the role. Um, I think there's just no shortage of, of amazing, you know, interpretation, talent and storytelling as far as that goes. Um, the juggling act becomes, how do you acknowledge all of that? 
How do you take it into account, digest it all, and then not do a facsimile of it? Um, because any any attempt at an imitation is just a like a watered down version of what's already been done fantastically. So um, you know, for me, it's about you know not only honoring the version that exists at the moment that you know audiences just love and rightfully so you know, honoring the canon of the character, where he's come from in the comics from the very beginning up till now. And then taking what's on our page, you know, what what the story we've created and then injecting, you know, my own version of that, uh, the characteristics that are intrinsically me that, you know, you sort of inevitably, inevitably bring to every character mm-hmm. um, and just kind of leaning hard into that. So it was a little bit about, you know, digesting all of that and then and then forgetting it as quickly as possible. And just knowing that like, Knowing that approaching it with with the respect and the reverence um, and the care that those things were going to be there, and that if I was authentic, um, that that was the only shot I had with it resonating um, with with fans and audiences. I, I, and it's funny that you say that too, because we, uh, you know, a few weeks back we had spoken with Travis, and I think that's one of my favorite parts about this is the fact that it's almost like uh, this story happens in a different universe where the movie version of these characters never existed, and we're getting this, this fresh new look at the Avengers, uh, all these iconic superheroes, uh, how much did that play, you know, in, in, into being able to give your performance and whatnot, just knowing that it was going to be something different, something fresh, not only that, but this game, uh, seems like it's going to have some longevity to it. Uh, and there's going to be more meat, uh, to the story that's going to be added as we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's, it's a great point, man. I, I think, I think that was probably the reason why you know, I would say myself, but uh, I, I, I could probably conservatively speak for you know, some of the other actors. I think it's what was attractive about the project in general. I think if the approach was, you know, hey, guys, we want to try to recreate the movie in a game. I don't know that. I mean, I mean look, you, you're always, you know, you're always honored and enthusiastic when someone asks you and trusts you enough to, to participate in any project. But that would have been a scary idea, I think. Um, so for me, what was exciting was was that they came to me going, we're going to do our own thing. It's going to be our story. It's going to be our version. It's going to be our universe. And we 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 not only want, but we need, you know, your interpretations of these characters, you know, because, you know, characters end up being a collaboration regardless of, you know, a director vision, a writer vision, production vision, your vision, and it all comes together. And if it's done right and respectfully and, and, and great collaboration, I think, you know, you, you hope you strike gold and, and get something, you know, that, that people resonate with. Um, so for me, that was what was really exciting was, you know, hey, we get to do this other thing. And and uh, and it made me want to jump right in. You, you know, you've been able to be a part of so many big franchises like Resident Evil, like Mafia. What are the different challenges when you're entering a series that has had a few installments come before it, as opposed to a game like Avengers where you're kind of kicking off a new franchise? Yeah, you know, they, they, they all have their, you know, every every character has its own like challenge. It, it, you know, it's interesting, man. You, you try as best you can to not get too involved in the business of it. Um, with franchises and with properties that exist, you're always juggling the same sort of idea, which is, you know, how do I make sure my choices make sense in the world? I can't, I'm, I'm not going to come in and reinvent the universe. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that there's like an arrogance in that. So you have to figure out how to play nice in, in the world that's been created. And yet at the same time, offer a contribution. Um, <clears throat> and then, and then for me, it's also about like, respecting what's been there. You know, these, you know, worlds like mafia, the Walking Dead, Resident Evil, these are worlds that people care about. They've invested time, which I think is hugely valuable. And, and you know, they've invested emotion, energy, money into, into things that they care about. So you have to, you have to respect that um, and, and, and figure out how to play in it. Um, with something like Avengers, where, you know, there is a version of this thing out there and then, you know, you're also pivoting and doing your own thing. It's not such a dissimilar conversation where you got to figure out how to, you know, pay homage and then, you know, give people something new, something that makes them go, I never thought about it that way, but I like it. You know, I, I appreciate what you did there. 
it's, it's not always easy, but I, but I'm I'm always excited and up for the task. Though. Tell me tell me a little bit about the experience. I know that there's a lot of, especially uh, as a, a voice actor, you know, a lot of it is done, you know, separately or you're just in a booth. Whereas this, you guys were using uh, uh, mocap. You were actually able to interact with other cast members and stuff like that. Tell me about that difference uh, in that. Yeah. Um, you get really good after a while when you're doing VO and you get used to, I guess is the best way to say it, you know, sort of living in your own little box. Um, and, uh, and no more so than now, especially during, during quarantine, but you know, there's nothing like being either on set in a volume, um, with, with other actors and just feeding off each other's energy. There's just, it's really difficult to, to recreate that, um, and then there's there's all, or or you know in the same respect getting to to do like an ensemble read even if you're just doing voice for the day but being you know in the space together it's just a real gift and and I think you know the team took care to as often as possible get as many of us together as we could certainly on our mocap days we were all there together and and you know it's really it's rewarding and cool because you're there and you know Tony, you know, Nolan is off in the corner getting ready and, you know, Travis is there, and Laura and Troy and Sandra. And, and then you feel like the team. You don't have to even pretend because everybody's bringing their own contribution, their own energy. And then, you know, the, the guy from production walks over and hands me the shield. And it's like, you know, this is real. This is happening right now. And it's not hard at that point because I'm already invested to suspend all my disbelief. And for those eight hours, as far as I'm concerned, I'm Cap, and you can't tell me otherwise. You know, in an alternate universe, if you could have traded roles with somebody else from this Avengers cast, which other hero would you have liked to play, and what would have been different about your portrayal, do you think? Ooh. Who would I? Um, I think if I had to trade... God. I... <laughs> Maybe... Maybe Iron Man, and only because Iron Man is so not Cap. <laughs> um, it's so opposite. You know, the, the, one of the challenges with Cap is, you know, he's very straightforward, um, very practical, stoic. There's a seriousness about him. There's like a weight about Cap that you feel sort of all the time, you know. Um, he's a little awkward, sort of uncomfortable with jokes, doesn't always get him. You know, he's, he's always a man outside of his time. So, you know, he, he doesn't really know. He doesn't really seem to fit. He fits everywhere and then nowhere at the same time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Whereas Tony is like Captain Charisma. You know what I mean? He's just yeah. like making jokes and funny lines and quick witted. And, you know, for me, sometimes that sometimes is a little bit more of my personality. Whereas, uh, not having any of that stuff to lean on as cap can be like challenging. Sometimes you kind of always got to be the rock in the middle. Um, so I think Tony would have been fun. I, I thought Nolan killed it in, in the role. So uh, I don't know that I would have changed so much. It just would have been my sarcastic version of it. <laughs> you know, and it's fun. Cause I think that, I mean, what a cast that this game has had when you have that level of talent that you're working with, does that help to kind of raise your game as you guys are working together? Yeah. I mean, you know, rising waters and all that, you know, so mm -hmm. a rising tides and all that. I, I think you're, you're, you're always so grateful and, and lucky, you know, when you get to be a part of a group like that and there's no shortage of talent experience, um, and even more importantly for me personally, beyond that is just like good people. Um, so it's great to be a part of that and, and you can't help but to like get lifted up and then hopefully do the same for them in, in, in your own way as well. So, you know, you bring all your creativity and all your experience and everything that you've built over the course of like, you know, my uh, 17 plus years acting um, and you feel them sort of, you know, bolstering your performance and you try to give that back and uh, it's a real gift. I mean, it's it's fantastic to be around that kind of people. If I can touch real quick outside of the Avengers here, uh, obviously Resident Evil 3 was, I mean, loved it. I loved it. Great game. You're not done with the Resident Evil franchise here with uh, Resident Evil 8 coming up. What do you love about this series? I mean, it, it's had a resurgence in the last three or four years, it seems like. So what do you love about coming back to it? And what are the challenges now of playing two different characters 
in that kind of lore, um, kind of close to each other, release date wise. Well, it's interesting because there's been these like leaks online that I'm playing um, in Resident Evil uh, Village, but I, you know, I, but I don't know who's jumping into that role. They keep people keep postulating that it, that it's me, um, <laughs> but you know, but I, I don't know. I'm excited to see what they do with that game, but um, whoever's whoever's jumping into Chris has got a uh, got their hands full. Can I can I say that the reason why I asked that is because I saw it on your IMDb. I've been getting contacted sort of like a lot in the last couple of days because people have been throwing it up on my, on my MDB, but I don't know who started that, that fan page. Um, I don't even know. And I'm not sure if the other two actors are, I think there's like two or three listed at the moment. I can't confirm or deny any of that stuff. <laughs> Sounds good. You know, you've had a lot of success, obviously not only with Resident Evil, but with the walking dead and those two characters. Yeah. What, Talk to us a little bit about Javier, because I love the Telltale series. And what was that like to kind of form his character in that series? Uh, first of all, like I'm, I'm, I'm grateful and like I'm, I'm excited that you said that. I, I, um, I love that project. That project will always be really, really special to me. Um, it was kind of so many times my ignorance has really served me well because to be honest with you again when i when i jumped into that project i, I didn't really know the, the series very well i mean obviously i knew the walking dead but i didn't really know telltale's version very well i didn't know clementine very well i didn't it just wasn't something i had found uh innately not because i had been avoiding so again a very similar experience i'm like in there reading kind of like do i i did a I think we did like an episode, which ended up kind of being like an audition slash test kind of see. And um, I did a couple of scenes with Clem, a couple of scenes with um, David, my brother at the time. And um, and I didn't know that it was even The Walking Dead while I was in there. Like, stupid me. I'm just like, oh, doing the lines. And it was only afterwards that I was like, is this The Walking Dead? <laughs> <laughs> but again, like, but like my ignorance really serves me well because like. I'm not, I'm not immune to getting caught up into stuff like that. Like, it's great for me in my process. Great that I didn't know it was cat. I didn't have to worry about it for me. Great that I didn't know it was Javier in the walking dead and that he was going to be a pivotal character in that season. Perfect. I don't like for me, like in my process, I don't need to have like those outside sort of stories going on. It's, it's sometimes it can be too much for me to process. It's better that I know less and, and I'll just do the work. And then later on we can talk about all like the, um, but I loved uh, The Walking Dead. It was such a great collaborative experience, um, an amazing group of people. Uh, so that for me, it will always be a very, very special project. Which which zombie universe do you think you'd survive best in, Resident Evil or The Walking Dead? Ooh. <laughs> I think you got a better shot in The Walking Dead. Um, those zombies aren't quite as like nimble. The Resident Evil ones are brutal. <laughs> like those guys are not messing around. Um, and I and, and as much as I want to feel like uh, or say that I'm more Carlos as far as skill and expertise, I'm probably more of a hobby. I mean, I could throw down, but I'm not like uh, I'm not tactical. <laughs> as far as you know, we're we've obviously been in lockdown uh, for quite some time now. What kind of challenges have you uh, faced? You know, doing work and continuing to do work and, and working on these projects. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for, for, I feel really, um, I feel really privileged and fortunate and I, you know, really am conscious about being grateful every day. I'm, I'm very lucky to have been able to, um, I, I have a small studio in my house and I'm able to continue to do some work here. And, uh, and I've been, you know, lucky enough to be able to do that. Um, it's been challenging. It's changed a lot. We've had to pivot. I've had to, you know, my skills as an engineer have had to go up. I've had to, you know, navigate some of those things. Um, you know, but it's it's hard for me in in any capacity to complain about the challenges that it's that I've faced as a voice actor. Um, you know, on camera has 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 pretty much hasn't been completely shut down until very recently. Productions are starting to go back, and I mean, as of like the last two weeks or so. Um, mm -hmm. But it's it, but it's hard to complain um, when there is, is is are so many people. Um, struggling in so many more tangible ways than than you know my my work as a voice actor being a little more limited. Um, there's also been some great things uh, you know out of quarantine for me. I've gotten to spend a lot more time um, with my with my wife and, and family, and and uh, um, have gotten to you know 
expand uh, some other areas in my life, which has been fun, but uh, it's been challenging. I'm sure you guys know as well. Like it's been challenging for everybody. Everybody's had to figure out how to pivot and adjust and be nimble and like deal with isolation and depression and, and like, you know, and I sort of think it's important like to just like even, you know, to out ourselves, you know, I have good days and really shit days. I have days where it's like, you know, I'm totally motivated and I built myself a gym and I'm in there, you know, knocking it out, doing voice work in the morning. And then there are days when I'm looking at my wife going like, I don't even think I'm getting out of bed today. I honestly don't. So, you know, I guess I'm just, I, I, I feel for him empathetic with, with everybody who's going through everyone's individual story, because no matter what degree your suffering or pain is, it's real for you. You know, when when you're in this period of a huge game, it's now out in the wild. Uh, lots of people are loving it. Do you look at the feedback? Do you try and, and and stay in that conversation about a game like that? And why do you think um, Captain America just as a character, what is essential about him that just makes him so appealing to so many people, do you think? Um, God, that's a great question. Um, I try as best I can when I'm disciplined to – it's tough, man. Because you, you work on something and you care about it so much, and I can tell you, I'm I'm incredibly emotionally uh, invested in this project. I care deeply about I care deeply about what I do as a generality, but this one for me is very special as well. Um, so you want to know if people are resonating with it. You want to you know you want to know, and and you try not to do it from an egoic place, and, and you try not to get um, attached to it or let it become the driving narrative in your psyche because you know. The internet is a uh, is a great and simultaneously very dangerous place, and you know you can feel amazing on one page and click to the next one and have your entire universe ripped apart. And you know, and and I'm not immune to either one of those things. And 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 you you sort of have to go in, especially when you're taking on a character like Cap. There's no way, unless you're really really lucky, somebody's not going to like it. And that's with everything you do. And that's just, and, and that's their right. It's totally their right. And I respect that and appreciate it. So, you know, you want to know for me, I guess to, to, to short and sweet is, you know, I want to know what the conversation is. I'm excited to, and very happy to hear that. It seems that, you know, generally people are, are very happy and pleased and excited about the game and, and, um, and looking forward to it and, and, and looking forward to seeing where it continues to go. And, and for me, I think what's, what people love about cap is what I love about cap, which is he is, kind of the version that we all want to be. I, I know for me, like, you know, when you're, when I'm stepping into that role, it's like, this is the guy that on my best days that when I'm like a good, a good husband and, and, you know, when I get to step into the role as a father, you know, this is hopefully what I'm bringing to the table, you know, selfless, altruistic, honest to a fault, maybe, um, caring, compassionate, uh, self-sacrificial, like, you know, I hope that's what I'm bringing to the table. And I think people look at a guy like Cap and go like, yeah, yeah, I want, I want a piece of that. That That's me. Like there's there's that in me. I have that. And we all do. Everybody, you know, there's no character out there that you don't share a piece of you with. Um, and I think Cap just has a lot of qualities that, you know, you want to identify with, you can identify with, and you hope on your best days, you're like, I'm just one shield away from being that guy. I got one more Avengers related question. If Fire the away. cast of the Avengers were suddenly their character you get all their powers you get all all every that comes with their characters who would do the best at living up to their character and who would who would just fail oh man call oh. them out i mean <laughs> oh, Jesus, you guys are me. you're gonna get me in trouble um, okay wait so i'll do so 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 okay i think i do a pretty good job as cap i gotta be honest I'm, I'm, i don't want to like but i think who would do the best though i mean sandra is kamala that's I mean, what you see is what you get. That girl is enthusiasm, you know, kindness, humor, sort of like, and I mean this in the most complimentary way, like the teeny bit of like awkwardness every once in a while that like, in it, so she would nail Kamala in the real world, nail it. Um, who would do the, everybody would do an amazing job being their character. <laughs> okay. Okay. They let, would all be fantastic. Let, well let me rephrase that. If yeah, your life was on the line, who would you trust the least to come save you? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Uh, 
I mean, I, maybe I would. Oh man, who would I trust the least? <laughs> I think maybe I would trust Nolan the least, but only because, <laughs> but only because Nolan would probably be like distracted, telling like a story to somebody and like being really funny that he'd like forget that I was like you know Gabe hanging off the off like the edge of a cliff and like really needing that that handout. So. I think he would only remember like afterwards and then maybe he'd like throw the thrusters on and catch me midair. So he'd probably just be late to the party, but he'd get there eventually. <laughs> so you guys are that really trying to dig me to a hole here. <laughs> little, little do you know the rest of the cast is actually listening to this right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. Which castmate do you like the least? <laughs> oh my God. I got to I gotta ask you, are you so are you playing the game? Have you had a chance to play the game at all? I'll tell you guys like straight up, I'm a gamer, like hard. Um my 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 cuts go deep. Um so yes, mm. the answer is yes, I'm playing. I haven't gotten to play quite as much as I want, but I've um I got my cap to level fifty. So I nice. feel like pretty good. Um and I'm working on some some other characters. I'm I'm just getting in like, you know, casually getting into play. Um but but I love the game. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I you know, and and not because I'm biased. I really like the way Cap feels on the sticks. He plays really well for me. Um, he's mm-hmm. a character I'm playing the most. I really like the way Widow feels too. Um, super dynamic and quick. Her grapple is awesome. Um, I haven't got to spend as much time with uh, with with Hulk or uh, Thor, um, but Iron Man also feels really good. There are, and there, what, I, what I love about the game is it feels like six games in one because everybody mm-hmm. the, the way they treated combat, I thought was dope everyone feels super unique and different like you know sometimes it takes me a second if i switch characters it's like okay like remember the combos and i gotta look at the chart yeah. um and i love that i think that's really really smart otherwise you would just feel like you're playing a skin change you know right have you i mean are you guys all the way through i yeah i'm not and i'm not even gonna lie i totally i shed a bit of a tear at the end of campaign uh it was such a great story you know what i mean like it was so oh, much fun but- to, to see that that you know everybody come back and and just that that end fight and whatnot like I was like I was like all right man this is bravo bravo well done <laughs> no, thanks, I, I I mean I agree with you I felt that same way I thought it was great moments and I, for me too what I thought was cool because I never really experienced something like this I thought I loved the opening and I know it sounds like I'm just mm-hmm. like using our own horns but there was something about it where I kind of got transported back to being a kid and I was like oh, this is like cool. There's like the little arcade and the games. And I, for a second, like I just found myself like walking around kind of really taking my time as badly as I knew, like I want to get to the action. I was Mm -hmm. really soaking it. And I thought it was cool that we took the time and that Sean and the team took the time to really create a, a story with small moments where you're not doing anything but walking around and listening and you're not really you're not like on the sticks in combat, but that stuff is where you pay off a Modoc fight, or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. I like, I am loving it as well. Um, I, I've been playing it with my girlfriend a lot, and and nice. We're, we're we're having a blast with it. That campaign I just thought was pitch perfect. It was like playing in a superhero movie. I mean, what else could you want? So that I thought you guys hit the exact right note there. Oh, I'm glad, man. Thank you so much. That means a lot. I, I got to ask, who are you? I'm curious who you guys are maining. Me personally, I use a lot of. It's funny because I use Thor a lot. I use uh, uh, Kamala a lot, Miss Marvel, and um, I would say probably Hulk. But I've been going through, and like I literally, after each mission, I'll change character. So I'm trying to progress them all at the same time. <laughs> so you'll be like, you'll be, you'll have everybody leveled up and ready for endgame stuff. Exactly, because that's all it is now at this point. Once you get past the campaign, it's getting the levels, getting the shinies, uh, increasing the power level, and then waiting to see what happens for this end game. You know, if they're going to include raids. And I mean, that's the one thing that I'm really excited about this, too, is just to see where they take this game, what the next steps are. Uh, I'm I'm assuming, you know, they're going to be introducing new characters as well. So this game, it definitely has some longevity. The fact that, again, too, that it's on PS4, there's the free upgrade over to the ps5 uh for it so I, i'm excited to see and, and continue playing this uh real quick I, let me ask are you a, are you getting a playstation you getting an xbox so i have been an xbox guy my whole life but uh i can't not during this time i'm getting both there it is my wife isn't stoked about it but i'm getting both <laughs> and, like, and, 
and we and I think my gaming is going to be super limited because we got a kid on the way, and I feel like uh, I'm, it's going to be tough to juggle two systems, but. Uh, I'm gonna do my. I'm gonna do my best. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Jeff, again, we don't want to take up any more of your time. We know you are a busy man. You've got places to be. Where can we find you on the socials? Uh, so it's uh, pretty simple on, on Twitter and Instagram. And, and I, I try to do as best I can on those things. I'm not a pro. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's just uh, Jeff Shine. So I guess Twitter is uh, I guess, are they both at at Jeff Shine? Yeah, it's just my first name, last name. That's it. That's all of them. Yep. Nice and easy. We'll make sure to link that as well. Again, my friend, thank you so much for joining us and taking the time to talk to us. It has been absolutely awesome. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, guys, and we will be back with some more meaty topics right after the break. You've counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your local favorite restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels means you'll never miss your favorite teams or favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code BLUEWIRE. And welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to the short messages. Thanks again to Jeff for that interview. That was entertaining as heck. Yeah, and right, we learned something new. We learned who not to trust from the Avenger actors to save our lives. <laughs> Threw them straight underneath the bus. Straight under <laughs> the bus. <laughs> we are not responsible for any beefs that develop from this. <laughs> I, I apologize, Jeff. I didn't know it was coming, man. <laughs> Yo, we've got some breaking news. It was just announced that Microsoft has purchased Bethesda, uh, their parent company, ZeniMax Media, for $7.5 billion. This is a huge flex uh, by Microsoft. Uh, again, we know that, you know, and, and I was saying with the with the, the launch of these new consoles and everything, um, Bethesda doesn't really, ha or I'm sorry, uh, Microsoft doesn't really have a strong title to lean on on opening day. So I feel like them scooping this up. We know that uh, Bethesda, you know, they're responsible for series like Dishonored, uh, Wolfenstein, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, among others. And uh, this is this is huge. And and I, I feel like this is huge. Number one, because and anybody that knows me, I am not a fan of Bethesda. Uh, the way that they've treated their fans and not listening, the 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 half games that they produce and put out and have been, you know, riddled with bugs, uh, things like that. Like, it's absolutely disappointing. I couldn't get behind them, although some of their games and I haven't really played. I played a little bit of Fallout three uh other than that um you know what i mean and like doom and stuff uh i've never really played a lot i played a little bit of elder scrolls online uh but yeah you know so it's like hopefully this this acquisition um makes bethesda get their stuff together and actually start producing at the quality that the fans are are expecting of 
uh, of that stuff. This also unites um, this also unites Bethesda and Obsidian, uh, which this gives the possibility in a way for a Fallout New Vegas two uh, to be able to come out. As we know that uh, um, Obsidian they recently had that space. Uh, what was that game that they had? Outward or uh, I can't oh, remember exactly. <clears throat> Outer, Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds, yeah, which which I heard was great. I never played it, uh, but I heard it was absolutely fantastic. So among that, I think this is pretty nice. The other kind of lol meme uh, about that is that with this acquisition, acquisition, <laughs> um, Microsoft now is producing two uh, PS uh, PlayStation uh, exclusive games, which is hilarious. <laughs> right yeah talk about awkward right <laughs> let, let me just start with first of all the price seven and a half billion dollars yeah. i i apparently i just don't pay enough attention to the value of these companies because oh my goodness that is a ton of money mm-hmm. I, oh wow man we're in the wrong business ryan that's that's what i'm deciding <laughs> uh you know and this is such a great moment to announce this because Sony had so much momentum from their price reveal, which we will get to yeah. in just a sec. But you know, this is a way to steal some thunder back, and it's a big one. You know, Bethesda is responsible for so many beloved series like Doom and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is this is big, and the ramifications are potentially huge. Now, I will say this: Microsoft has played somewhat nice in the past. You know, you've seen games like Cuphead appear on switch and whatnot so Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see what happens but this is a huge gigantic pickup and a a big win for microsoft going forward yeah you can't go wrong with this they're also stating that uh these games as they come out and whatnot uh will be available on game pass as well which is exciting for me because i i use game pass uh so maybe i'll start getting in and i'll give me an opportunity to play some of these titles uh, the ones that have previously been uh, put out and then anything uh, new, because I believe they have a new space game. I think it's a new space shooter game that is in the works uh, for Bethesda. So I've been hear some, hearing some rumbling uh, from people about this game. This is it was the first time that I uh, Starfield. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who else knows? I know that people are hoping for Elder Scrolls Six, and then some people are saying they're just going to remake and remaster uh, Skyrim again. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just want this, you know. Again, I, I want Bethesda. I want to see Bethesda fans done right because they are so invested in those games. They love those series, and I feel like they just. You know, they Bethesda has not treated them right at all. Hopefully them being underneath this Xbox blanket or this Microsoft's blanket. Um, you know what I mean? They'll start being able to up the quality of the games that they're producing. Again, I think the games that they and they they make some really, really uh, ambitious games. But I just feel like the quality uh, on a year to year basis has steadily been declining. So we'll see what this does. This is a huge this is just absolutely huge, though. It is. And, you know, it's going to be interesting, especially with Starfleet. You would assume. Oh, yeah, my bad. Starfield. (laughs) My uh I got Star Trek on my mind, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) You'd think that work had started on both next-gen systems. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that will be one that Microsoft just says, look, we don't want your work to go to waste on that, and you can still release it in both, or do they reel that in and go, no, that one's exclusive? Yeah, I think that, and well, dude, and if Microsoft, again, maybe this is the play that they, I mean, they need some exclusive titles that people are going to get excited about. One of Xbox's biggest issues have always been the games uh, that have come out on them, and I think this is kind of maybe their way of addressing uh, some of those issues, being able to have this bigger developer that can come out with an exciting title, you know what I mean? Or something that can then exclusively come out on Xbox and then maybe they release it later uh, to PlayStation or other platforms. Um, this is a strong move. I mean, you know, again, we've, we've been saying it. Microsoft is really in the game of 
getting people into that ecosystem. I feel like they're building up their library. They are they are making the moves that they need. They're, they're making future moves, I feel like. You know what I mean? This is a game of chess. They're making these moves. We can't see what those moves are. They've already mapped it out, and they have a vision as to what it looks like, and I can't wait to see that vision continue to unfold. Yeah, you know, it's fun because for as much as the console wars are changing slash diminishing to a degree, it's moments like this that still make it fun to follow the industry because Microsoft's like, you know what? We're not done. We're going to fire a shot and a big one at that. And it's fun, right? It's it's a great development. It's an interesting development. It keeps things interesting. And like you said, hopefully this brings Bethesda back up to the quality that we've seen them be able to do because uh, we don't need another Fallout 76 size flop from them. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully this is a good thing for them and they get back on track. Absolutely. I'm so glad I got on that hype train for like two minutes and then all of a sudden like I saw like the first articles are coming out about it and I was like, eh, I'm going to go ahead and step away from this. <laughs> I am not going to mess with that. And I am so glad I did not throw my money uh, away. Uh, again, I've heard that it's gotten to a much better place, but there's there's all kinds of weird little like because isn't there like there's not like a subscription fee or something like that and like it's like nah dude i'm 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 good on all that stuff anyway we're over here burying the lead we finally got it guys sony the playstation 5 release date price came down last week during the showcase and man was that a showcase real quick they they immediately hit us with a a um a trailer for Final Fantasy 16. It looks so fire. It immediately got me pumped up and they kept the hits rolling throughout the uh the showcase. I thought that they did it. I enjoyed the the showcase a lot, but obviously the big news, the price and 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 the release date. Um Pricing wise, we've got the uh, digital going for three ninety nine, and then the uh, uh, the disc version for four ninety nine. Uh, my understanding, I did a little research on that, and the only difference between the two, the disc and the digital, is is the uh, uh, ultra ultra HD Blu Ray player. However, uh, what you need to take into account is that if you have physical games on PS four that you would like to transfer over to your PS five, you will need the disc drive in order to do that so make your choice wisely when when putting these pre-orders in and purchasing because other than that everything else is the same um man this is this is huge this is what we wanted and we're we're about a month and a half out uh from having these bad boys in our hands uh i was able to get my hands on one so i am i am pretty pumped about that uh, what were your thoughts, Lucas? Was this everything you wanted and more? I am completely surprised about the three ninety nine price for the digital version. I would have thought a fifty dollar difference max was what we were going to see between the two versions. So mm-hmm. to basically undercut the Series X by a hundred dollars to get a true next gen, you know, fully specced system is amazing. I mean, you want to talk about throwing mm-hmm. shots. I mean, that's firing a huge shot right there. That's positioning yourself to say, hey, you know, the Series S is going to appeal to a crowd, but if you want a true next-gen experience, no compromises, you can jump in at 399 and yeah. not even bother with 500 So that's huge. That's huge. As somebody that owns a fair amount of PS4 physical discs. It pains me a little bit that the the physical version <laughs> is 499 uh just because I kind of see I wish that was 449. I wish there was that $50 right. difference there. Yes. It's I'm I was surprised that it was that steep of a difference between the two versions. Yeah, yeah. And and cuz that's what we were thinking too. I thought they were going to go and drop it by $50. Uh the the digital version price, you know, again, to be able to jump in at 400 with that next uh next gen um you know everything is is a fantastic price point uh the s has its limitations we know that uh so that you know you can't go wrong and then you know not only that but now now you know we know the date november 12th and we got to say the the pre-order uh stuff was a complete boondoggle um, that was a mess and a half. You had bots going in and buying up supplies. Like I was sitting there and like things were out like within a minute. It was 
instantly sold out. I don't even know. I end up going on uh, uh, a website and and getting it later that night. And then I found another one uh, the next day. But they've they've come out since they've recognized that. Hey, guys, because my understanding is that the retailers, you know what I mean? They jumped the gun on this. It was supposed to be pre-orders were supposed to go up the next day and that night. And I should and, and I knew it was going to happen that night. And there was a tweet from Walmart being like, we're not going to make you guys wait. Get your pre-orders right now. And <laughs> everything went nuts. And then obviously every other retailer said, oh, snap, we got to go ahead and we got to release because they've released. So we got to do it, too. So every it, it was just it was an absolute mess. Um, but, you know, they've they've gone out. They've recognized that it was that was messed up. They said that, you know, again, and this is I'm firm believer, believer of this. They have executed that fear of missing out uh, that that is what this is all about. And people jumped on the opportunity. Um, they are going to have enough units. I believe for everybody to be able to get their hands on, at least in the, in the States. Um, and I know some other countries and stuff like that, but they, they basically said guaranteed the States, they will be able to meet that demand, uh, how it plays out for the rest of the world. I'm not sure, uh, what they're going to do, but definitely keep your eyes on it. Try to get your hands on it. If you can, if you do plan on getting it, um, and we'll see how the rest of it plays out. But now we've got the dates. Now we know when everything's coming out, guys, it's time. We are we are at the the pinnacle of this, uh, you know, this year, year and a half long, like the new systems are coming out. We are almost right? there, guys. This is very exciting. You know, it's funny because Sony sent out a tweet saying, well, that could have gone smoother, which I just had to <laughs> laugh at because, yep, yep that's a, a very generous way of putting it. What yeah. I find funny about the retailers is it's not like you wouldn't have sold out if you would have actually waited till the next day. I right. mean, it's just right. like you're going to, however many systems you had, you'll take a pre-order for like i don't i don't understand that like they, you were gonna sell them but at least they acknowledge that and overall just what a fantastic time to be a gamer like this time now that we have all the concrete details it's just mm-hmm. so much fun you've got the excitement and anticipation and because of the range of systems and price points there's pretty much a system no matter what your budget is now. You know, if Absolutely. you're super tight on budget, jump in on $299 for the Series S. Like, that's an insane value if you couple that with Game Pass. You know, $399 for a true next-gen system. I mean, that's insane. And then $500 mm-hmm. on both ends if you want the, the I guess, the ultimate versions of them. Yeah. yeah. So as a gamer, it's nice to have more choices so that you don't feel left out if you can't afford 500 right now. So, I mean, it's this is an exciting time. I'm surprised they're releasing so close together. I thought Sony would give them either a week or two distance one way or the <laughs> other. But, hey, why not? Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. They're they they, they for, they're forcing your hand. Hey, you can get it a couple of days early or you can wait and get the real guy, get the real thing, you know. <laughs> also, during the showcase, they, they've also revealed some things that have been a point of curiosity. They've confirmed uh, on some dates, on some games and things like that. The first thing, PlayStation Plus Collection. This is going to be a launch if you have PlayStation Plus and if you're playing online, you have PlayStation Plus. Um, This is this is excuse me. Day one. They are bringing a ton of titles, uh, huge titles from from uh, the PS4 directly to PS5. We know that that's been an issue in the past, not having I know they're in the PS4. There weren't a lot of games when it first came out. So knowing that there's going to be a a bunch of titles on launch there uh, is huge. Like I said, we talked about uh, they hit us with Final Fantasy 16 out the gate. I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan. uh, So I'm you know, that got me instantly pumped. Uh, it looks to be the same battle combat system as uh, 15, which I enjoyed. I know some people didn't, uh, but I did enjoy it. The graphics look gorgeous. You know, Final Fantasy is always an amazing story. Uh, you've got uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. We got a little bit of gameplay uh, and, and getting to see some gameplay of that. It looks clean. Uh, I'm actually going to be starting that soon because I did uh, beat Detroit Become Human uh, this past week. So uh, that was a gorgeous story. That was a gorgeous game. Uh, we had Hogwarts Legacy, uh, which I know there's some people torn on this. There's There's been a lot of issues uh, with the author, J.K. Rowling, 
and just her personal beliefs and whatnot. So I know that I've seen a lot of talks on Twitter and stuff like that about people not wanting to support this game uh, due to the connection. Uh, as far as with that, we'll see how that plays out. I, I saw it. You know, again, Harry Potter is is cool. It looked like it would be a fun game, especially for those that are are uh, um, into the Harry Potter's Potter series. Uh, but again, I know that there's this underlying uh, issue um, with the author too. So we'll see how that plays out. Saw some more uh, RE8, uh, the second trailer for uh, Resident Evil 8 Village, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. Uh, I need to go back and play that series. Actually, I know some people got pretty pumped about the Five Nights at Freddy. Um, that was an exciting, uh, trailer as well. Demon souls again, uh, a game that's really interesting to me is death loop. Uh, that game looks different and interesting and I want to play it real bad. Uh, so we'll see. I I'm excited to continue following that. And then of course the big announcement, uh, within the games was a little teaser to God of war to Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! I mean, who who isn't excited for God of War two, right? I can't right? I can't believe that. I do uh, kind of laugh because when you go when you're naming conventions to a series, goes back to God of War, like mm-hmm. like it's God. Mm-hmm. Do you refer to the next God of War as God of War two again, or do you do, yeah. do you not? Like right, I just find right. that amusing. Um, the PS Plus collection is such a huge thing because PS Plus is required. Let's just put it mm-hmm. out there. It's not an add-on. You have to get it. Get it. And to have a bunch of amazing games to play day one is so useful and so helpful. It takes a lot of that sting out. I mean, it's hard to buy a box and then kind of remember, oh, yeah, I have to buy some games. (laughs) (laughs) And if games are really going to be $70, that's going to add up pretty darn quick. Mm -hmm. And so to have that list of amazing PS4 titles... I mean, especially if you missed the PS4, if you were an Xbox player or you were just a Nintendo player, oh my goodness, what a value. You have tons of games to play right off the bat. That's a huge thing, and it takes a lot of that worry and sting out from adopting in early. Mm Mm-hmm. And the list of the list of games uh, within that collection is God of War, The Last of Us Remastered, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, Battlefield 1, Monster Hunter World, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15, The Last Guardian, Ratchet and Clank, Infamous Second Son, Days Gone, I'm excited about that one, Bloodborne, Detroit Become Human, Batman Arkham Knight, Mortal Kombat X, Persona 5, Until Dawn, and Resident Evil Biohazard. What a list. Right? You could feasibly just buy the system and just get caught up in all those games. Yep. And you wouldn't need to touch of another game for months. Yeah. No, you're right, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy what they're doing. Again, that's been that's always one of Sony's big things, man. It's just the games that they have. And and uh, uh, sorry, I missed uh, Mortal Kombat X as well. Uh, but you know what I mean? The fact that 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 they're they address the issue of that system coming out and not having anything to play when you first go or you have to pay extra, you know, 70 upwards of 70 bucks uh, for the games. Uh, it's nice to know that you can just get the box and out the gate. You got you got a, a, a list, a, a litany of fantastic games that you may not have played. Of. And there's a few of those I haven't I haven't I wanted to play Days Gone. I'm excited to be and able you to know- play that. It, it reminds me of it's almost like an evolution of what Nintendo did with the Wii when they, they boxed Wii Sports in. Mm-hmm. And it just feels better as a consumer to know that you have a bunch of games you can play. Like it just mm-hmm. feels it makes it a better value. It makes it makes it easier to swallow and it makes you more excited. I mean, a lot of there's I know a fair amount of my friends don't buy in usually at launch day because they're like, well, I'm going to wait till the library gets built out. Well, now mm-hmm. that's not a thing because now you have all those amazing titles to play. Exactly. Exactly. And and before I was, just, you know, I wasn't the same way, but I thought about that. It's like, all right, there's not going to be anything really to play on it. Just knowing that those games are going to be there out the gate is, is absolutely huge. So again, you know, this is huge, huge announcement by, by Sony. Now it's the, now it's the waiting game and, and the pre-ordering and, and waiting to, to get our hands on this stuff, man. I'm, I'm so excited to uh, jump into the next generation and see what they, uh, I'm get, I need to get a new TV, man. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. I have a related question for you, Ryan. 
Yes. I think it's safe to say that both consoles have versions of their consoles that are a bit lower than we expected, right? Wait, what do you what do you mean as with, far as price wise? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we were pretty spot on at least with the with the uh uh the higher grade ones. I mm-hmm. think we were saying 49.9 for a grip. Do you think this forces Nintendo to price drop the Switch? No. Nintendo doesn't care what what they're doing. Nintendo just, does what Nintendo does. That's true. It's, <laughs> it's just that, like the the Switch proper is still three hundred dollars, which is now right Series S territory. So, like, it seems like if uh, like a, a drop to like two fifty would be beneficial to them. I mean, you could do that, but they're not they're not hurting in sales as it is. I don't think this hurts them in any way. Again, they're the only system that is both a console and a portable uh and you can't compete with that. They're not competing with it. They tried and they failed miserably. Uh, so I, you know, again, I think Nintendo is going to do exactly what Nintendo does and they say we're not dropping a price. You're going to continue paying it and you're going to like it. That's true. That's true. We're going to continue paying for it and continue buying all those remasters and re-releases. Yeah. Well, dude, I'm not I'm not even going to lie. I totally whoops. I totally uh I totally bought uh the, the Mario 3D or was it? Not Mario 3D, but Mar- the packaged one that uh-huh. has 64 uh Sunshine and Galaxy. I never played Sunshine or Galaxy, so I'm excited to play those or Odyssey, not Galaxy is odyssey uh and i started up so i started up on on 64 just to get them them old feels uh <laughs> but yeah i'm excited i totally picked it up and i got i got back on uh uh um uh whatchamacallit uh animal crossing a little bit too everybody everybody <laughs> was happy to see me they're like where have you been it's been like three months dude <laughs> <laughs> i've been busy i've been see, busy <laughs> you can't resist animal crossing for too long though it just it draws you back in yeah it, i mean it's such a chill game it really is such a chill game but yeah no exciting news everything is out on the table now for the most part guys as far as with the next gen consoles uh, best of luck of you know getting your hands on one if you do plan on trying to get it uh, day one. Otherwise, I don't think there's going to be an issue uh, getting it. You know, at whenever whenever you plan on getting it. So this is exciting. I can't wait to play and and jump into uh, jump into the next gen. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's going to do it for us uh, here on land parties. Lucas, what do you got going on? What have you been doing, my friend? Well. My girlfriend and I are ready finally to try and and dive in and finish Spider Man. Um, nice. We've we've taken Avengers. I think about we. I mean, I do want to <clears throat> do a lot of the multiplayer in Avengers, but we've at least have done finished the campaign. So I think we're mm-hmm. ready just to get a little little different uh, gaming into our our uh, life, even though it's another Marvel game. But yeah. it's a really good one, so we're excited about that. What about yourself? Uh, so for myself, I am. I, I finished Detroit Become Human. I actually went back this weekend to Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, so I think I'm gonna try to crank that out. But I may also start Spider Man at the same time because I need I need to get on it, y'all. And I haven't. I have not beating that but i've got a i've got a i've i've got a thing for a, a bet going for charity uh that i will beat uh metal gear solid 5 before the next gen comes out and now we know the date so i gotta get to work y'all <laughs> so ryan let me help you out with spider-man i believe yes. miles morales comes with a digital version of spider-man at oh. least the ps5 version does well, I mean, I have the game. Oh, you already own it. Yeah, yeah, no, I already own the game. Yeah, no, it's just sitting there collecting digital dust. <laughs> <laughs> oh, real quick, too. I wanted to, uh, uh, I saw, again, thank you guys so much uh, for the reviews. Uh, we do go through those. And, and, you know, again, we're glad that you guys are enjoying the content. Uh, Johnny FN Benson says, a delightful listen. I like to dust off my NES an attempt to beat Mike Tyson and Bald Bull while I listen. Hadouken! <laughs> Dude, I haven't played. I haven't played uh, that game. Tyson's uh, Punch Out in a grip. That is a good one though. Um, Caddy Girl says this podcast is amazing for new people in the gaming world that have no idea 
what they're doing. LOL. It's very detailed and has all things gaming. I'm looking forward to learning more about this gaming world that I am so unfamiliar with. Again, we're glad that we're, you know, it seems like there's a lot of people uh, that are we're kind of being an introduction uh, to gaming for you guys. So we appreciate the fact that, you know, you guys are getting to you know, dip your feet into this world. It's a fantastic world, a fantastic community community uh, to be a part of. So thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate it. Keep it, keep them coming, guys. Uh, we also have a Twitter as well, at Land Parties Pod. Uh, hit us up. Uh, go follow that page as well. Uh, anyway, that is going to do it for us this week over here at Land Parties. We appreciate the love, my friends. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And you know what it is. We love your faces. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at betonline.ag. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on the season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use their promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.